Welcome to my second part, the second part of my series on the seven essential digital marketing tactics for vet clinics and veterinary clinics. Um, if you haven't listened to the first one, uh, go back and listen to it. You don't have to listen to the first one to get get things out of the second one, but it is a series uh, of seven. I'd, I'd highly recommend that you listen to all seven of them. I'm doing this series because I've, I've worked with a lot of veterinary clinics and there's a lot of confusion out there in terms of what works, what doesn't work, uh, what is important, what is not important uh, for their business when it comes to digital marketing. I'm not saying that there's misinformation out there. I'm just saying that there's just a lot of information out there. And since there's a lot of information out there, it's really hard to digest and, and, and bring it all together and make it useful for your business, right? So I put this series together to help you as the veterinary clinic, uh, understand what are the main things that you need to do for your business when it comes to digital marketing, what are the things that I need to focus on, and things like that. And so uh, as part of the seven essential digital marketing tactics for vet clinics, in the first one, I talked about the website, location pages, and reviews. Uh, in this episode, I'm going to talk about SEO and content marketing, as well as email newsletter and how to leverage that to bring more patients to your clinic. Uh, and then in the third episode, which is going to be the next episode, I'm going to talk about social media and paid media and how to leverage those opportunities to get more patients through the door and keep your booking calendar full and, and serve your community and get, uh, get as much business as you can uh, in, for your clinic. So with that, let's get started on part two of the seven essential digital marketing tactics for vet clinics. Welcome to the latest episode of Corner Your Market. I'm your host, Silas Kimide. In this podcast, I talk about all things digital marketing, from website design and development to SEO and PPC, as well as paid advertising, email marketing, social media, and anything in between. If you're a small business owner, a marketing manager in a company, or an entrepreneur, this podcast is for you. So tune in every Thursday at 10 a.m. You'll gain some practical insights, new strategies, tactics, and tools that will help you grow your business. To subscribe, go to cornerymarketpodcast.com and select the podcast app of your choice. Then you can hit subscribe within those apps. That again is cornerymarketpodcast.com. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review in the app once you've listened to one of our episodes. So this is part two of the seven essential digital marketing tactics for veterinary clinics. And in this part, we're going to talk about number four, which is SEO and content marketing, right? SEO stands for search engine optimization, which, um, which basically means how do you get visibility on a search engine, right? Uh, you can't just put stuff out there and then expect you know, Google or Bing or or another search engine to rank your content and display your content, right? DuckDuckGo, that's what I was thinking of. DuckDuckGo is, is another search engine. Um, so there's a few things that you need to do when it comes to SEO. And I lump SEO with content marketing because my experience is the more content that you have, the better your SEO is. Um, and not just quantity, quality, Right. So let's let's break down 
break this down. We're going to talk about SEO first, right? Um, so basically, SEO is the the on-page SEO, which is maybe an industry term that we use in digital marketing, right? Uh, SEO is um, is the basics. The basic is on-site SEO is like the blocking and tackling of 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 doing SEO. Uh, it's football season right now. We're all watching football, right? And when those blockers up front miss a block and that quarterback gets sacked, who do you blame? Do you blame the quarterback for not getting the ball out or do you blame the, you know, blame the tackle or whoever is blocking, right? So you got to do the blocking and tackling really well in order for your team to be successful. So on-page SEO are things like your headline, your description, your meta de- meta descriptions, your uh, alt tags, uh, you know, keyword placement, your uh, first parag- first sentence of your paragraph, first paragraph, and things like that. You know, there's a whole list of things that you just need to have optimized. And what I mean by optimized is, if you are, you know, to go back to my previous episodes example, if you are a Southtown Veterinary Clinic. Located in, you know, let's say Brownsville, just making that up, Brownsville, right? You need to have that information front and center, right? You need to say Southtown Veterinary Clinic in Brownsville as your maybe your headline or maybe your subheadline. Or the first paragraph needs to say, we serve Brownsville, you know, Missouri. You know, I don't know if there's a Brownsville, Missouri. Uh, so if you're listening from Brownsville, Missouri, I'd like to hear from you. Because I just made that up. So, um, so anyway, so that's what I mean by on-page SEO is you got to make sure that all those little details on the homepage, on the service page, is very, very well laid out, right? So if you're, if you're, you know, so anyway, which brings up the second point is what is your focus keyword? Um, you need to have a list of keywords that you're really focused on. Uh, and don't make a list of a hundred keywords. You can't fo- you can't possibly optimize for a hundred keywords. Make a list of about ten to fifteen really, really relevant keywords for your for your clinic, right? So maybe you're focused on cats, maybe cat diabetes or pet health or whatever your words are, right? Make a list. Your location should be in there. Your name should be in there. Your major service area should be in there. And maybe your doctor's names are in there as well. Maybe because doctors switch clinics. So you got to be, unless you're the owner, uh, you got to be a little bit careful about that. But then when you have a a focused list, you can use those keywords to optimize your site, to do that on-site SEO that I mentioned earlier. Um, So... um, and then you need to create, based off of those keywords, you need to create a list of topics that, uh, that you're going to write about, right? So, you know, like, should I, and it doesn't always have to be technical stuff, right? Maybe you live in Phoenix, and I did a lot of work for veterinary clinics in Phoenix, and so um, it gets hot there, right? So can you take your dog on a hike? Name the mountain that they're going to take it to, right? It's a great topic, People are searching for that kind of stuff. Uh, and you as a veterinary clinic, if you have some pointers on the seven things that you need to do uh, to make sure that your pet is ready, your dog is ready for a hike in August, 
And maybe the answer is no, don't take your dog for a hike in August, you know, or maybe you don't want any of that information. Just, I'm not saying put your, you know, give medical advice. I'm not saying give, um, you know, anything specific, medical related. Don't put your, set yourself for, up for any liability or anything like that. But people can give advice, right? You can say, hey, it may be a good idea to do this, this, and this. You may want to not do that. This is not advice. You can say all that stuff. But the point is you're associating your veterinary clinic with a problem that pet owners have in a local area with specific local keyword topics or keywords. Great strategy. It works really well. Um, I've I've seen clinics do all kinds of things. The other one is... Um, anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. Um, but call me if you want to hear some of these stories. Uh, and I might have covered it in other, other, some of my other, um, podcasts as well. What I'm trying to get at is value driven topics, topics that are answering questions for your patients and your prospects, um, questions that they're already asking Google because we ask Google everything. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, like when my daughter, this is back 15 years ago, my two or three year old daughter at the time, you know, would start, started saying, ask Google, ask Google, you know, that's the kind of generation we have now. Everybody asks Google. So if they're thinking about, you know, going on a hike in Utah with their pet, they're probably going to go and ask Google. So it's good if you show up there uh, as the one giving the answer. So, you know, so. Um, so anyway, so produce content uh, that's relevant to your audience with a very high keyword focus, uh, high keyword density, uh, optimize your site, uh, and then distribute your content on social media so it's available uh, on you know Facebook, Instagram. Obviously, Instagram is images, but you know maybe you can also read along, leave a long comment, um, things like that. So. So distribute your com- your content, uh, put it in your email newsletter, um, you know, online directories, wherever you can distribute it and things like that. And then also when it comes to SEO and content marketing, you need to be looking at Google Analytics and also Google Search Console. Uh, I did an episode on both of those platforms. I have done, actually, I would say multiple episodes on those. So you can look through my archive to find... Um, where you might learn more about Google Analytics and Google Search Console, but those two pieces of backend uh, software can be very, very helpful uh, in determining what is working, how are, are the keywords, are the right keywords driving the right traffic, uh, which content pieces are doing well, which content pieces do I need to maybe rewrite and redo, uh, and things like that. So, so that's that would be my advice on that on the SEO and content marketing. Uh, it, you, you can get into a rhythm on these things. So I'm not saying do it all at once. Um, you know, do make, make, maybe this month you just focus on getting the keywords right, written up, right? These are the keywords I'm going to do. Uh, and then next month you can maybe run your site through, let's say SEM rush or some of the other tools out there, uh, and then find areas where you need to improve, if you are using WordPress, there's a plugin called SEO Yoast. Install it, run it, you know, run that on your main pages. It gives you tips on what you need to improve. Uh, and then using your keywords, uh, rewrite content, optimize your site. And then maybe month three, month four, you start making a list of all of your topics uh, that you're going to write about. And then month six, you start writing your topics. Month seven, you start posting your topics. So 
Don't do all of this at, one, at once. It's hard to do all at once. Um, or you could hire a, a firm, um, you know, that that does it for you. Uh, that's also an option, uh, which you know I, that's the that's the recommendation that I would have because um, it can be a little overwhelming uh, for veterinary clinics to take this on themselves because uh, there's a lot of nuances that pop up. Learning how to use these scanning software, learning how to use WordPress backend plugins, things like that, things like that. So, so that's tactic number four. Again, remember. We're in our seven essential digital marketing tactics for vet clinics. SEO and content marketing was tactic number four. So now let's go on to tactic number five. Tactic number five is email newsletter. And I grouped these two together in one episode because a lot of times sending email newsletters can seem like a daunting task. Where am I going to get the content? So as part of your SEO content uh, strategy, I gave you a little bit of a timeline. Maybe after the first year of putting out some really good content, then it's time to start an email newsletter, right? So because you can use that same content. Some of those content pieces could be evergreen pieces that you've written, right? And you could always reuse those. Uh, And so your email newsletter could be, here are the top two blog posts um, from our blog, um, you put snippets of it and then maybe a final section on reminders of ch- checkups, uh, regular visits, uh, why you need to do X, Y, Z. Maybe that's that's the part that's different. And then at the end, you have a, a footer and, and all that kind of stuff. So you can organize your, your, your newsletter any way you want, but that would be one way to do it, leveraging the content that you've already uh, created, Right. Uh, but before you do that, you need to start building a list. And I would recommend building a list right away. Uh, your patient management system, uh, depending on what you're using, uh, you're already collecting email addresses. Um, not all of those patient management systems have great email uh, sending um, platforms and, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I would connect it to something like MailChimp or Constant Contact uh, and then get those email addresses in there and then send it through those guys uh, because that's all they do, and they do a really, really good job uh, of getting your emails delivered uh, and also giving you point pointers on what you need to do on your email to make sure that your email gets delivered and your, your address is not spammed, marked as spam, uh, and things like that. So uh, you can also use something like HubSpot, which might be a little more um, difficult to use because it's more of a CRM, but... Again, if you've got a patient management system that you're already using um, and you're already collecting email addresses, uh, one thing on the email addresses, though, is is segment them as much as you can. Um, cat owner, dog owner, maybe they own both. Maybe they're an exotic pet, pet owner. Maybe they're a referring veterinary clinic. Maybe there's some specialization within your field that you need to kind of stay in touch with. Um, and it's very easy to add a tag, add a category in these platforms so that an email address is associated with a category. You can have multiple categories per email. But where I'm going with this is, let's say in three years you have 3,000 email addresses uh, and you, you, you have specific things you want to say to specific folks. Maybe you want to remind cat owners about something or maybe you want, maybe you're offering, uh, maybe you're no longer offering exotic pets and you want to communicate that to your uh, to your uh, your patients that have exotic pets. Um, and I say that because I saw a veterinary clinic 
potential client of mine, uh, we were talking and they were battling a, a slew of, uh, of patients that were upset that they were not informed that a particular, that a particular service was being taken away. So yeah, having a segmented email list that you can use to communicate uh, changes to your practice, changes to your to your to your service offering, uh, can be very useful. Can be very useful. So segment those email lists, um, and then be very very strategic about the way in which you put your content together, uh, and send it once a month, maybe twice a month. I have a lot of people, I'm a little bit old school, uh, I think once a month should be enough, but some of the newer guys I'm talking to that do digital marketing say, you know, twice a month is also uh, is also not a bad idea because I guess we get inundated with so much information that we don't really care uh, and we lose track of time. So if we're getting it every two weeks, it's not as bad, it's not, it's not as bad, it's not as bad as I think, but... I recommend putting it together once a month because it does take time to put together uh, and trying to maintain that every other week schedule might be a little bit much for you. But some other things that you could do on an email newsletter is you could include promotional offers. You could introduce your new vet vet technicians or vet veterinarians that have joined your practice, uh, new services that you've added or services that are no longer available uh, you can put, you can use that email list for appointment reminders, which I think a lot of the patient management systems do anyway. Uh, they send it by email. They also send it by text. Make sure that's set up. And then the other thing that, uh, you know, uh, going back to my tactic number three, which is in my other episode, you can also ask for reviews using your email newsletter as well, right? Um, and you can ask them, you can be very clever about the way you ask them. You could have it as a footer at the bottom, Saying satisfied with our service, leave a review. Not satisfied, call us. Something like that, you know. Um, that way, it kind of subtly gets your your satisfied people writing reviews and your unsatisfied people calling you and giving you feedback over the phone, yelling at you over the phone. Private situation versus blasting it off all over the internet, right? So, so anyway, so that's the email newsletter. Uh, email newsletters are very, very undervalued by business owners, but very, very highly valued uh, by people that receive them. Um, so I have seen many clinics send out, you know, very, very, what they think mundane email newsletters and patients walking in with a printed copy of the newsletter saying, hey, I want this or I want that and things like that. So uh, don't hesitate to send it out on a regular basis. Uh, put valuable information in there, segment your list, um, and make it educational, ask for reviews, uh, make it a way to promote other services and things like that. And so um, so that that's how you can leverage your your email newsletter. So so okay, so that's pretty much episode number two here. We talked about uh, SEO and content marketing. We also talked about the email newsletter, and that's um, that's the second. This is the second part of my series. Um, so hopefully, hopefully this has been, I, I trust that this information has been very helpful for you. Uh, in my next episode, I'm going to talk about social media and paid media, how to leverage those for your business. Uh, and again, we're part. this is part of the seven essential digital marketing t- uh, tactics for vet clinics. So with that, 
I say happy marketing, and I'll see you on part three. If you're a small business owner, a marketer in a company, or an entrepreneur, this podcast is for you. You'll become better educated and informed when it comes to digital marketing. And if you implement the strategies, tactics, and tools I discuss in this podcast, your business will grow and prosper. To subscribe, go to corneryourmarketpodcast.com. That again is corneryourmarketpodcast.com. You can also search for Corner Your Market in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast, and you can subscribe through those apps. Also, don't forget to like and share our individual episodes. You can also leave a review. Finally, I would love to hear from you. So if you have any questions, feedback, or general comments about the topics I discuss, feel free to send me an email. I will be sure to share and discuss your feedback on the air if it will benefit our listening audience. You can write to me at connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Just put listener comment in the subject line. That email again is connect at corneryourmarketpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. I look forward to being back next week. Until then, be good and do good.